0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio, and now time for the classic car show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber.
2: Good morning, and welcome to America's Web Radio, and. As I put on Facebook and a couple of other of the social media things, welcome to the new USA. Uh, I think we have taken a fresh breath and hopefully uh, not only for the Classic Cars show and business uh, around the country but for many other businesses that this fresh breath will bring uh, new opportunities to the United States let people around the world know who we are and what we stand for
3: and uh it's it's, it's refreshing so good morning jim good morning sir our uh, esteemed colleague is enjoying life as an american he's down on the horseless carriage club brass car tour and where where are they? They're, they're down in Savannah. Are they in, in that Savannah? area? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so he
2: just sort of had a hang-up. Well, Jim, or he he doesn't drink, but Steve doesn't drink or anything. But uh, uh, he he sort of hung over from Hilton Head. And yes.
3: Well, yeah, that was planned that way. They uh, they showed the cars at Hilton Head uh, display, and then uh, do, did their brass tour during the week down there. So I imagine they'll head back today or tomorrow. Well, we should come back to Steve. Well. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea what his schedule is, but uh, well, that's all right.
2: We uh, we have a great guest on that I'll be calling in a little while. We've got Bill Warner on. He's back. And, um, yep. Everybody knows Bill as I guess they they know him as Mister Amelia Island first, but yeah. uh, we'll be talking about
3: uh, a great book that he's got out. Yes, you, you've got it. He, there, he, and, he we'll and Tom Cotter wrote uh, Cuba's Car Culture. Uh, celebrating the islands automotive love affair yes yeah. so <laughs> and it's a beautiful book and if anybody is interested in it they, they it's it's well worth the money the pictures are gorgeous i i don't know who laid the book out and did the printing but it is just wonderful the photographs are phenomenal and uh, i've really enjoyed I, I won't say i read it in depth i perused it and uh, we'll talk to Bill about it. Yeah, that should be fun. You know, yeah. Uh, as old as one of us is, or both of us, I guess. I shouldn't. You know, I shouldn't. If our If our listeners want to know, I think I'm three years older than you. And we won't say where we're starting from. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um, you know, I, I remember it all, and I remember it was almost like they would. Um, It was even back in the time when you'd still go to the theater and they'd have world news. Oh yes, was about four weeks old or whatever. But they'd still steal film footage from Cuba. This was after the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? And show the old cars and show how bad Cuba's doing, and you know, and and then as years progressed. They had continued to show the old cars. And and you can only assume that they, well, we'll talk to Bill more about it, but obviously for a while they were keeping them running with um, bailing wire, and then I guess when they got their relationship with with, uh, Russia fine-tuned and some other countries, uh, I guess they started importing not exactly... OEM parts, but <laughs> it might be EM parts. Any yeah. part that would fit yeah. or, or work. Yep. But um, uh, you know, there's a term in in in, a, in the U.S. that we can't use on the air. But I guess that um, uh, call uh, Cuban engineering is.
3: Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, t- probably yeah. Well, they kept them going. The uh, pe- what people. Forget is they didn't have any of the electronics. I mean, these were basic cars—a carburetor, a fuel pump. Sure, there was points in the distributor. There was nothing fancy about them. I'm sure there were some with automatic transmissions, but uh, that—that was probably the extent of it. And they—they were simple, simple cars, and that really makes a difference. Like if you go today. This week, we had a big temperature drop here. I wonder how many tire pressure monitoring system <laughs> lights came on. Mine never came on. Well, that's probably because you've got the correct amount of pressure in the tires. But, uh, you know, it's, uh,
2: yeah, like you said, and, and you could take the old carburetor, adjust the float if it got out of sync or whatever. The, the I must say the, the distributor, and once you went through points and, you know, plugs, you still, sure you know, had to do something, but... Was there, do you know offhand, and I, this is one fact or fiction I can't remember, but did Cuba ever have a
3: gasoline shortage? I have no idea. I, I, you know, I, I doubt it. I, who, I assume, who knows? Well, well, they, they, may, have, they may have had a perpetual shortage.
2: Yeah. Well, they would have had to have been imported. They obviously yes. didn't refine uh, anything of their own uh-huh. uh, and didn't have anything of their own to refine. So, right. Yeah. Um, so I guess their relationship between China and Russia uh, would have and imported Mexico. gas and Mexico,
3: Mexico. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. But I'm sure that it's, happened. Uh, you know, Bill. Is, I mean, Bill's been there. That's yeah. the
2: oh, it'll be he, interesting uh, yeah. talking to him. I, I, and we don't generally get too political on the show, but I guess, how do
3: you feel about opening the door to Cuba? Well. How, I, how do I put it? I, I'm going to go back a little bit and say before. It was a, I mean, they had minor league baseball there. They had sports car races there. I assume they had a decent economy there. And it's just, you put socialism in and you got a problem. And I'll just leave it at that. The people end up suffering. So, um, coming back now, you know, I'd give it a shot. I don't think, we'll. I mean, we, we've seen a baseball game down there, but I don't think we'll see a minor league team down there. And of course, a lot of people used to go over there and gamble when the casinos were open, that type of thing. And it was a vacation spot and it's a beautiful place, but, uh, the world's different now. And I'm, I don't want to digress into that, um, do want to mention that I want got a nice normal email from the Simeone Foundation this week. No, talking. no. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I'm on their list, oh, like yeah, I'm yeah, on yeah. Bill Warner's list with Amelia. And uh, this Peter Brock tribute that they're going to have uh, sounds neat. I I just I was thinking about it after the show last week. Fred is a great man. He is trying to bring youth into the hobby. He's doing great things for Philadelphia, I have to believe, inner city with the museum and and having his uh, afternoons on a Saturday when they run the cars and share that with people. So, you know, he's he's a great man and I hope someday, and I'm sure he has been honored and I'm not aware of it, but I, I hope somebody really does something significant to honor him for what he's doing. Well, I,
2: you know, maybe it's not my place to say it or point it out, but my show, so I guess I can do anything. now. Um, you got to respect Fred. I, I have, this is not putting down any other museum situation or anything else. Uh, it's not putting down the executive directors that some of them are very highly paid, Right, be right. in the positions in the museums, but the, Fred has something in common with our president elect. He's footed the tab himself. Yes, and uh, you know, right. He's done it through the foundation now, but at the same token, um, it's been. Fred, that's done it, and yes. Fred, that's uh, and, he, and he's
3: got he, he's hired people, he's got yeah. a staff, he's given people jobs, and it just blew me away when he said his that cars. he he had Ralph Buckley's, uh, I won't say protege, but one of the guys that worked for Ralph who trained under Ralph, and Ralph Buckley, to me was revered in the fifties and sixties because he was the guy that knew the Mercers. So, so.
4: I
2: guess my point being is that. While other directors may take or be given credit for something, uh, Fred is... Well, he's privately funded.
3: As he pointed out, it's different than the Robert Peterson Museum, where they have a lot. But there's a a lot. The car culture in California has always been bigger because they don't have the bad weather. We have... Four to six months out of the year, or three months out of the year.
2: I'm still working on the paperwork for Fred to adopt me. Are
3: I mean, you? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are you going to push a broom in the museum and be a docent? <laughs> Wax I, the cars. I think I'd be a rat in the cheese hole, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it's well, and, but you know, uh, Mrs. Swigert does a fabulous job. That museum in Tupelo—that's the other one that uh, they, they have actually attracted. The people from the Toyota plant in Tupelo and have have brought them into their museum and uh, the Bulgari Museum that's in Allentown is another phenomenon. But there's a bunch of little museums all over the country that to me offer a wonderful time and a wonderful opportunity for people. And I hope next summer or if you're in a nice climate now or you're you're a snowbird, and you're in the South uh, or in Arizona in the West, that you could take your family to a museum and enjoy it, and actually your grandchildren, if possible, and let them see the cars, and let them see what what you know. A lot of museums have uh, lifestyle from that period there, and of course the other is the uh, Henry Ford Museum in uh, Detroit, which is a fabulous museum to go to. That's where I started as a child in the 50s. So in the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago, but I'm not sure they have much of an automotive section anymore. But museums are wonderful. It's a family experience and as I said, a lot of museums have lifestyle of that period with the cars so people can understand. Life was a lot different back then. There were no Xboxes in fact, television had just started. <laughs> um, you know, I, so.
2: I we've talked about this a number of times, and and uh, what the whole show is about, and that's getting the kids interested in it, and how vitally important, in our opinion, my opinion, uh, the museums are. You know, we just we just have to have them. Yeah, just absolutely.
3: Yeah. Well, and 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 the other thing yeah. is. Yeah. Let me besides hand lifestyle, hand. it uh, Three minutes, gives okay. the youngsters the opportunity, as I mentioned, okay. the no telephones David, or, or David, no televisions. Uh, also we had camera. telephones, but I wonder how many people remember yep. a rotary dial. And he's got your book so book that uh, book. Is, is something to think about and okay. plan for next summer. In fact, David, you and I need to do a, a little museum tour next summer maybe. I would love to do a little museum we, tour next summer. Jump in the car and maybe go up and see Fred and go to Pat Swiger's museum and 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 Gilmore. We really need to go to Gilmore in Michigan. I want to. I want to watch you learn how to drive a Model T. I bet you I can do it. I bet you uh, can bet too. You, can. you put me in front of a standard shift, and I can. I can. Yeah, but that's not a standard shift. Well, I know. <laughs> it's that and that and, yeah. and uh,
2: feet but, and teeth and all that stuff. Oh, uh, but same Steve's time. good at it. Yeah. Well, so. I'm gonna, I tell you what, we're going to take an early break because we got Bill Warner on the line, okay. and uh, he's gun ho <clears throat> ready to go. I, I'm not sure. I hope he's had his first cup of coffee. Oh, well, I bet he two. has. And. Uh, so we'll get with Bill momentarily. We're going to take a break. We'll be back on America's Web Radio on the Classic Car Show right after this.
1: 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation, Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's
3: Web Radio. Join me every week as we explore all aspects of home and family defense as we strive to defend the ones we love in an ever-changing and
1: volatile world.
0: You're listening to americaswebradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
2: And welcome back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio and you know as I've said many many times there are there just it doesn't seem like there's anybody that's not nice and and uh, that's bad in the classic car hobby industry whatever you want to call it. They're all great people. But there's always got to be a numero uno, you know? And uh, I think the gentleman that we've got on the line today has to be he and Fred Simeon yeah. and just a couple of others.
3: But right. they are the greatest. Well, and, um, and, and and Fred gave Bill an attaboy last week on the air. A week know. before last. week anyway. before last, yeah. Anyway,
2: uh, <laughs> we have Mr. Bill Warner on the line with us. I, Bill, do people call you Bill Warner or do they just say Mr. Amelia? Yeah.
4: I'm no, 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 no. <laughs> Bill's a name, unless it's the Internal Revenue Service or someone like that.
2: <laughs> yes, you too, by the, huh? By the
4: way, you'd have lost the bet on the uh, on the coffee. I don't drink coffee.
2: Oh, uh, my goodness, you're already into the
3: Bloody Marys?
4: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm into the Glycerna at my age. <laughs> oh,
3: okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about the book, Cuba's yeah. Car Culture. I, uh, I, I My first question is, okay what prompted you and Tom to do this
4: well we're always looking for themes for Amelia and uh, um, a lot of times a theme comes out of how we can support it you know both right. uh, with images and uh, that it makes sense from an important standpoint so I had years and years and years ago I had purchased a negative collection from the widow of uh, the late uh, Claude haycraft who lived in Tampa and he had shot the Cuban races for uh, National Speed and Sport News, so I had a fabulous collection of images to support what we wanted to do. Um, getting to Cuba was another another deal because uh, there were so many restrictions. But the Amelia Island Concord de la d'Elegance is a foundation, we're a charitable foundation, and there were provisions in the uh, uh, Department, uh, tr- the Treasury Department, to apply travel to Cuba for uh, uh, educational uh, reasons. so Wow. Uh, we wanted to research uh, the, uh, the Cuban Grand Prix and applied to the Treasury Department. It took about nine months. I had some help from uh, Congressman John Campbell of Costa Mesa, California, a really great conservative Republican who uh, got behind it, and I was able to get a visa and go down. Beautiful and uh, Scott George from the Revs Institute, Dick Messer from the Peterson Museum, and Tom Cotter and I went down, and we were just kind of on a uh, an, an information trip. But uh, uh, Bill, we didn't let me, gain Bill, much let me interrupt the you. Trips. The subsequent three trips is when when we got most everything done.
0: Well, what time I, period? I, I was the
4: only one who went on the other three trips. I think Tom went one other time.
2: Bill, okay. Bill, what time period was this? Two
4: thousand nine. was the first trip. Ah, okay. So obviously, saying
2: the first trip, how many trips did you uh, take to Cuba?
4: I made four.
2: Wow. And and I don't... To my knowledge, back then, there weren't any direct flights, were there? Or
4: how yeah. Did you, oh, really? Yeah, they're charter okay. flights. Oh, okay, charter. Right, uh, sure. Out of Miami. I use a, a, a lady in Miami called the Cuban Guru, Mildred Diaz. <laughs> she, she has the contacts down there, and because you can't use credit cards. You have to carry cash. Uh, she made it possible to pay for the rooms and the rental cars and everything up front so we didn't have to carry a lot of cash down there.
3: Wow. And and no black Suburbans and guys with reflective sunglasses ever showed up at the house after you went there?
4: <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it was an interesting uh, well, situation. The first trip, we had a tour guide in a van. And, and we got the... Uh, uh, you know the speech about how many tons of cobalt and how many uh, tons of uh, uh, other ore they shipped and how everybody was happy and they they drank eight bananas and smoked cigars and you just couldn't get a better life and I said to a tour guide the next day I said are you a communist? He says, no I'm 150% Cuban I said no no I didn't ask you that I asked if you're a communist he says no I'm 150% Cuban I said I'm going to tell you what you are Says, what's that? I said, you're a capitalist. He says, what do you mean? I'm a capitalist. I said, you figured out you'll make more money in tips from us in one week than the average Cuban makes in a year. Therefore, you are a capitalist. <laughs> that's and, great. and he didn't say anything. The next day, he looked around, and he says, Mr. Warner. I said, no, 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 my name's Bill. Call me Bill. He says, Bill, we, uh, in Cuba, we pretend to work, and the government pretends to pay us. So I, I, I knew I kind of, uh, we broke the ice on that one. You know. That's, that's
3: great. That's, that's great. So... The four of you were there, and yeah. you, you, the first trip obviously was what I would call the public relations trip,
4: kind of a fact finding. we, yeah. we had to find who was connected to the racing community back in the fifties. Okay, and, and that, uh, that had
3: to be interesting.
4: We didn't find anybody who was connected until the last night before we were flying out the next day, which prompted a need for another trip to go back.
3: Right. Wow. And and who might that person be, or what was their position? Kiko
4: Dobogardas. Uh-huh. He is the uh, FIA representative for the International Karting Federation. The only, the only racing they've got in Cuba is go-karts. They got a nice go-kart track down there.
3: <laughs> Beautiful.
4: Uh, we were told the Catholic Church put it in, and I was told no, it wasn't the Catholic Church. So you know, you don't <laughs> down there, there, there. so little information is disseminated because people don't want to that you. Yeah. it's hard to get the truth sometimes
3: <laughs> I can understand that um, I perused the book I haven't had a chance to read it yet but I also read the Feloce um, Today review of the book oh I haven't read that and uh, it said that chapter 12 should have been chapter 1 because it kind of got to the truth at that time that all the good old cars are 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 gone, and and the old cars that are there now have been, I guess, for lack of a better word, cannibalized in many well, ways yeah. to keep running. Every
4: car you see has a Russian diesel engine in it. Very yeah. few ha- have their original engines. Yeah. the Russians had put thousands of tractors and trucks in to try to build up their um, agrarian economy and. It, when the Russians pulled out, that became a part source because you can't get parts. And you know, it's it's not so much you can't get parts down there; it's just that uh, uh, they're so expensive. And an average Cuban makes twenty dollars a month. You know what's he what, what what's he going to buy?
3: Right. Yes. Uh, they
4: they can get parts out of Mexico. We went into one restoration shop where they were doing a, um mid 50 Chevys, converting them with diesel engines to become taxi cabs, because that's the underground economy down there. <laughs> and they're talking about $80,000 for a diesel-powered 56 Chevy four-door sedan. I said, well, who has the money to get that? I said, well, their American cousins um, and, re- and uh, relatives send the money down so they can buy a car and have an, e- an, an additional income.
3: Wow. <laughs>
4: and, uh, so,
2: so how does the government look at that?
4: Well, they get a little money off of it. Each each <laughs> cab driver has to pay him a certain amount every every day, and then he can keep over and above that. Now the government is getting into the taxi business themselves. They've bought thousands of Gili's uh, mm-hmm. uh, out of China, right? And now the the guys with the uh, the old cars that uh, would take the tourists around, I, I sense they're really miffed because uh, the government's eating into the what. Only additional income they could uh, develop. It's uh, you know I, I was disappointed in our current president we, when he went down there. He didn't appear to have negotiated any changes in uh, 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 human rights down there.
3: Yeah, all he did was watch a baseball game, basically.
4: So I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you.
3: I said all he did was watch a baseball game. Yeah,
4: I uh, the. the Nothing was negotiated to the benefit of the people down there as far as opening up the relationships.
2: I think that's why we have a new president.
4: I, I think they could be. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: Um,
3: just one other question. Yeah. I can't believe you can sell the book for this reasonable price.
4: It was set by the publisher.
3: Was it? Um, okay. It's uh, $35 U.S.? It's amazing.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which, look, I learned a lesson. This is the first mm-hmm. book I've I've been associated with and of course it was through Tom Carter's connections at Motorbooks that we right. did it. Yeah. And if if I had to live off the proceeds from the book, I'd be on the street corner with a coffee cup full of pencils. I mean, a, <laughs> Actually, well. it costs us to do the book. Yeah. You know, by the time you you factor in the yeah. airline tickets and the hotel rooms and and rental Rental vehicles in Cuba are very expensive because of the insurance requirements. Um, yeah, we didn't make you money off the book. Yeah. It's a labor of love. Bill,
2: did, uh, Bill, I'd like to follow through with the, what you saw in the cars and so forth. Obviously, we talked about replacement of the gas engines with the diesels, but w- would you say there's uh, that the Cubans, out of necessity, uh, were the inventors uh, of... They have to obviously the, everything had to be committed. Uh, everything from the pedals in the cars to the upholstery has to have been changed many many times over. So did these people? And you said you went to a restoration shop. Were over the years have they always taken their cars to a restoration shop or a no, upholstery no, shop? No, The restoration done it to,
4: shop was uh, for a company called Nostalgia Car. They're they're in the business of renting classic. I use the term classic usually, not in the terms of the classic car club, but um, o- older American cars for tourist trade and, and, and tourism. And, you know, you see all these convertibles floating around. They're mostly two door hardtops. The top's been lopped off of at some time <laughs> in their life. So, uh, how we did... went by a guy who does upholstery, he does it in his living room. Wow. And he lives in about a, uh, you know, 400 square foot apartment. Uh, the water comes from a cistern, not from uh, any uh, plumbing. Uh, these, these folks, uh, they're they're very um, creative. Uh, they they'll they'll use uh, uh, shampoo that they get from hotels, a you know, little bottle of shampoo, and mix it up for a brake fluid because it has silicone in it. Wow! Uh, to do tire dressing, they'll cut a little one inch t- inner tube piece and soak it in diesel fuel. Um, they'll use whatever they can. We asked ask our tour guide. He said, "Take us to a junkyard." He said, "What do you mean a junkyard?" The whole island, bunch, you know, with a bunch of old cars, uh, you know, junkyard. And he said, "The whole town's a junkyard."
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me ask this: I, I, I was, How have they maintained the bodies with the amount of salt water that must attack them continually?
4: They're in pretty bad shape. Yeah, you know, uh, they they're, they're not even a. Uh, a 50 50 car you know 50 feet 50 miles an hour they 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 look bad at 100 yards Um, they just keep them going they pound the metal out they weld whatever they can in we we ran across a 54 corvette the guy had down there that had been crashed and he was a quite a successful artist he sells his work worldwide so he he unlike many other cubans has a pretty good income and they had to fabricate all the front sheet metal, or all the front end, which would have been fiberglass out of sheet metal,
0: because mm. they
4: couldn't get fiberglass and resin and molds down there.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
4: If you look at, in the book, the picture of it is in the book, if you look at the front three quarters of the car, yes. you look at it and say, that- Something looks goofy on this. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, the proportions aren't right. But it did. When you consider what they had to work with, they did a fabulous job.
2: Yeah. Let's. Uh, we're going to need to take a break, right quick. We'll be back with Bill Warner on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio right after this.
1: Forty-five years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport
0: Transport. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear?
5: Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio.
0: All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.
1: Your auto love and investment demands the best. And for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport.
0: You're listening to America's Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
2: Okay, we're back on the Classic Car Show, and we're delighted to have a. a can I call your friend, Bill? Sure. Uh, right. a, a friend <laughs> I of, hope so. A friend of cl- the classic car show. He is. Uh, Any friend
4: of Tim's is a friend of mine. <laughs> well,
2: we, we've we been delighted to have you on a couple of times, and uh, we want to finish up talking about the book and then uh, get a little preview. I know somebody's sort of involved in this uh, this deal down in Amelia Island, and maybe, maybe, he, can,
3: <laughs> maybe he can give us a little preview I hope so. of what's yeah. coming up. Uh, I, I just I want to say one thing to our listeners if you haven't seen this book buy it where do you buy it
4: well you, well, you can buy it off our, our, our website ameliaconcord.org uh, that'll be going up next week we're opening up our, our finally opening up our store on there you can get it at amazon.com you can get it at barnes and noble you can get it at books a million uh, you get it anywhere. it's all in inventory
3: yeah it's I mean I, when I saw the book and the price, I flipped. Because I did a book with Pat Braden once, so I, I know what you go through. And then I edited about four of his books before he died. And you're right, you don't make any money on it. It's a labor nah, of love.
4: It's not a money-making endeavor. It's no, a, no. It, it and could be called an ego trip. It could be called anything. Uh, we just no, we is, didn't want the material to go to waste. You yeah, know, we,
3: we, this we is history.
4: For, for one reason, you know, to... to um, researched the Cuban Grand Prix and then we uh, we found out there there was a book here um, yeah. there may be a reality television show coming out of it we're, we're working with a production company I'm working with a production company on that wonderful um, well but uh, you know it, the story had to be told all these these car guys and, and out there and I, I don't want to burst their bubble but they keep thinking boy when Cuba opens up I'm going to get one of those great cars they're all junk <laughs> I mean yeah, well that's, Rich, you can get a better car in Valdosta, Georgia than you'll find in Havana, Cuba.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's what Peter Vach said basically when he did the whole review of your book. He said the last chapter tells you that. But the, the the thing about this book is history. This is a history book. When you show pictures of old domestic car dealerships in Havana and, and the, the photos the, the Cuban Grand Prix photos are fabulous.
4: Yeah, and then, we've got and the, a lot more that have never been printed. Well, some of them were in um, Caribbean Capers, Joel Finn's book.
3: Yeah, yeah, I um, have that. Um, it, it's just, to me, if it ever opens up, and I don't know whether it will or not, and we can go over there, I mean, our bubbles have already been burst. You know, my favorite movie about Cuba is Our Man in Havana, which was yeah. an Ali Guinness movie. And you, you see the scenes over there back then, and it's just beautiful. Well,
4: it... The city... Uh, the countryside is fabulous. Yes. I mean, I, I drove the length of Cuba. You know, We had a rental car and paid the, the huge insurance fee. And um, uh, Mike Sierra from Tampa and, and his wife Cynthia and I went. My wife hasn't been anxious to go to Cuba, but I, I wish she would, because it is untouched in the farmland, but it is also extremely poor. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the city... That you can see the architecture is beautiful in some areas, but every they tell us this fact. I don't know if a fact or not, but they, every third day a building collapses in Havana due to uh, the inability to fund uh, maintenance. And uh, the museum that was down there, that was run that is run by um, uh, Eduardo Macejo uh, collapsed last year. took oh. took out about six cars. Uh, nothing that would shed a tear over. They had to move to a, a warehouse over on the, the harbor, and these, these fabulous buildings. With, and, and there's some shots in the in the book of that. Right. Where just, it looks like Dresden after the bombing.
3: Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it, uh, the the other shot I liked in the book was you with Ernest Hemingway's bust <laughs> at the thought... Bar.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, just, uh, the Cubans can't afford to go to that place. I mean, you can go in for forty bucks, have a. Uh, You know, mojito and a and a a lobster. Uh, Wow! And and it's in the historic district. It's very nice, but uh, the Cubans can't afford it. But you you can eat pretty well there. You got to be careful what you eat. I I picked up a virus down there. uh, I Hmm. think from eating some uh, unwashed uh, greens. But it was good. I lost fifteen pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Gee,
3: Um, the silver lining. Yeah. uh, I want to keep talking about the book. I, I, I just, I'm enamored at the pictures, and it's just absolutely phenomenal. Are and that,
4: go ahead. Yeah, there's David. a car down I, I, there. I found that I would like it, maybe too far gone to uh, retrieve, and that's that Chrysler Ghia.
3: Oh uh, yes, yeah, the white, one, yeah, yeah,
4: one of twelve built. And uh, the, the the sad part is, if the Cuban government determines that that is an uh, uh, a treasure of the state. I don't care if you're if it opens up or not. You're not going to get it out. You know. It's, uh, right. That, uh, Colin Crab uh, from the UK went back there in the '70s and pulled two XKSSs and a Ferrari uh, uh, 500TR out of Cuba, and then the government got wise to it and shut that down.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, and
4: and I and I think that even if you normalize relationships, it's not going to be there's not going to be a lot of those cars coming out.
2: Ken, do you really feel like the description that you've given us today, do you really feel like, quote, unquote, it could be normalized in that, you know, they seem to be so far oppressed and depressed and whatever. it, It would take years and years to come back to normality, wouldn't
4: it? Yeah, I think it's not going to happen in my lifetime. I'm 73. Um, it's a sad situation. You know, the Russians were in there propping them up years ago, and then they pulled out. The Chinese went in. The Chinese has been helping. Have been helping the Cubans try to drill for oil off the north shore. They've got a, an oil field about thirty kilometers east of Havana. But what do they do uh, with it when they got it? Not uh, productive. The Cubans want fifty-one percent of any investments. The Chinese are reluctant to pump a lot of money into it. And uh, so the Venezuelans were the ones propping up. You come out of the airport in in Havana's big sign of at the time, Cesar Chavez, you know, the dream lives on, is what it said. <laughs> and wow. uh, now Venezuela is in worse shape than Cuba. You know, Venezuela was putting $7 billion a year, and all the oil Cuba could take. And so when, when uh, the Venezuelan situation collapsed, Cuba had nowhere to turn but to the United States. And... I think we muffed it I think we we dropped the ball on that deal we could have affected a change and did not
3: hmm yeah I agree right. with you what else is new
4: yeah yeah <laughs> Out of, government its best
2: if uh, your experience of writing the book going down there four times quickly could you give us the best and the worst
4: the best um the people I mean they're they, they realize their situation. They're not stupid. Uh, anyone who could leave would leave. Uh, the worst—I um, told you on the break. You know, we were told twice we were being followed. Right. And uh, uh, I don't think people here in the United States. These youngsters, these these uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, these these uh, anti-Trump rioters. I mean, you put them in Cuba for a year and pay them twenty dollars a month. See how fast they want to come back to the good old USA. I mean. It's it's a really suppressed and depressed state.
3: Yeah. Oh, well, I, I I agree with you. And they're beautiful people. I mean, if you go into uh, Miami and even the, you know the restaurants on, what is it, Seventh Street and Eighth Street, you go down there. They're the most gracious people, and the food is. Out of this world Until you get to The unwashed greens Well yeah But that's in Cuba Not yeah. in oh, Miami yeah. The yeah. best okay. restaurant
4: I'm i found so far With Cuban food Is in the Miami airport Yeah
3: <laughs> Yeah well there's a couple uh, There's one down uh, On the south And I can't think of, On US one That I go to That's a hole in the wall That is just Unbelievable And then
4: We, we, we found a few Decent restaurants In Cuba Not what I would call uh, Haute cuisine Or four star But uh, Acceptable yeah, um, the infrastructure down there is is collapsing. The roads are passable. Um, when you go down, if you rent a car, you got to understand that Cubans don't have insurance, so you have to pay a pretty high premium to get your rental car insured, which is required.
3: What do you What do you rent? What do they give you to drive? A Geely.
4: Uh, we had a, a Mitsubishi diesel van on one trip. Uh, we had a Geely popular car. In fact, I came out of the hotel and I said, oh, look at that, a Cadillac ATS, how did it get down here? <laughs> <laughs> I walked over and it was a Gigli. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese coffee. Oh, man. Yeah. And uh, um, it, it was a throwaway car, you know, probably about eight months of Cuban roads and it'll be... Uh,
3: Destroyed? It'll be toast. Yeah. So wow.
2: how, how did you find your accommodations?
4: Um, I got them through how I found them, the t- two questions there. How I found them, I found them through uh, Mildred Diaz in Miami. Mm-hmm. Right. And how I found them when I got there was I found them to be pretty nice. We stayed at the Hotel Park Central, which is in the historic district. It was jointly owned by the, a Spanish company and the Cuban government. That's the way it works down there. Uh, it had a classic <laughs> exterior with rooms that would be comparable to a, a Hampton Inn. The first time we went down there, uh, cable TV was all Cuban uh, Material. Um, last time I went down, they were getting te- American television shows in there, hmm, wow. even some shows you didn't want to see, huh. oh. and uh, sports programs. And they have Wi-Fi. Uh, you don't know who's listening in, so you know it's 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 like National Security <laughs> Agency here. <just> <laughs> Yeah. So it, it was pretty nice. It was in walking distance of every place you wanted to go. Wonderful. So with, uh, you So
2: know, we're, we're a bit more subtle, I guess, in INSA than they are, um, I would assume anyway. Yeah. Uh, where, where do you think it's – oh, I started to ask. When you went to the restaurants that you said were fairly good, yeah. I would assume that any place that you went – that you saw anybody there that was Cuban, they probably, in some shape, form, or fashion, were government. Is that would that be a either a government
4: system? or you know guests of people who are visiting? I mean, uh, we we did eat at one restaurant that was on the third floor opposite the Capitol, and uh, the only thing I didn't feel good about the food was good. I mean, you could get a platter of food that would feed three people of rice and chicken and pork and. That's big down there, and what we used to call plantains, Yankees yes. call them plantains. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty good. But I didn't feel comfortable because uh, the fire codes there. I mean, we're up on the third floor of a place with a bar and a restaurant, and if something happened, I didn't I didn't feel comfortable. I could get out.
5: Wow. Yeah.
4: So, let's
2: uh, let's take our final break, and when we come back, uh, I think we've got the the gentleman on line that can. Clue us into what's going to be happening in Amelia Island. There you go. Right. And it's only a few months away, actually, so. <laughs> we'll, we'll I get be, up every
0: morning
4: think of that.
2: <laughs> we'll okay. be back right after this.
0: Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like.
5: Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
2: Okay, we're back on America's <clears throat> Web Radio in the Classic Car Show and we've got Bill Warner on. I want to before we go on, I want to uh, as always thank our sponsors, uh, JC Taylor Insurance and of course Passport Transport, and I'm sure both of them play a very big role in Amelia Island that's coming up in just a few months. It's uh, closer than you probably... Um, well, no, you want it to be there, I'm sure, Bill. What, what well, you... we,
4: we run this show as if it was going to happen tomorrow. Wow. Uh, every, every morning we're up, we're, we're working on like we'd have, we would have to mobilize up to the island. It's <laughs> um, it, it's difficult because in a lot of cases, uh, the funding doesn't come until the fourth quarter, which is... Uh, causes me gray hair and anxiety, but that's
3: just the way it is. Yeah, it's called cash flow.
4: <laughs> you understand that, don't you, Tim?
3: All, all I do, and having a minor league baseball team, believe me, when you only have revenue about four months out of the year.
4: Well, how'd you like the new name for the Jacksonville? Oh, the, the, Jumbo the Shrimp. Yeah, the Give Jumbo me. Shrimp. Hello. The new ball team. That's the dumbest <laughs> thing i ever heard of. I'd have called them the Fighting Manatees or something yes. like that. You know? Yeah.
3: Well, Brevard had The manatees, but that that ballpark is empty now. Or I think that team's moving. But uh, yeah, it's it's hey, Biloxi's got the shuckers.
4: Well, the one I loved was the uh, Macon Georgia hockey team, the Whoopies.
3: Macon Whoopies, yeah. (laughs) Well, and the Lansing Lugnuts.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We can we go on all day on that. Oh, we (laughs) could. Okay, back Uh, to Amelia. Let's talk
3: about it. Give us the 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 whole schmaltz this time.
4: Well, our honoree is Alan Senior, and we'll have all four of his Indy winners on the field, and uh, through the kindness of Preston Hinn, we'll have the car he won the Daytona 24-hour with, and we'll have the Camaro, which he won the IROC series with, and uh, so we'll have about 14 of his cars on display. Wow. We're going to do streamliners with the Oldsmobile Eratech, the, yeah. the, the, the um, um, Mercedes-Benz uh, C111 Diesel record car that set speed records at Nardo. Uh, the Spirit of Rhett, which is the fastest single engine Bonneville car of Charles Nearburg, 400 mm-hmm. 414 miles an hour with a single engine.
3: Beautiful. Any belly tankers?
4: Uh, no, a little bit more sophisticated. Than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're going to do Cars of the Movies. Uh, cars of the silver screen. We've got the James Bond Aston Martin, the oh. Johnny Dark Woodill Wildfire, the Whoa. Ferrari 275 from uh, Thomas Crown Affair, yep. the Ferrari mm-hmm. Daytona from Gumball Rally, the Corvette Stingray from Elvis Presley's Clambake.
3: Wow. We'll
4: he- have two Elvis cars on the field. BMW is bringing his 507 that he bought when he was
3: beautiful. Yeah. yeah, they just restored that. Yeah. Any, anything from the old, what was it, Johnny Dark? Was that? Yes,
4: a, the Woodhill yeah. Wildfire. Yeah, that's, from, right. Uh, that's right. That's uh, right. Jeff Hacker in Tampa. He's got yeah. one of the two Woodhills that was used <clears> in that movie, <throat> driven by Tony Curtis.
3: Yes. Beautiful. The Rolls
4: Royce from Sabrina.
3: Oh, wonderful.
4: Uh, let's see, what else? The Rolls Royce from the, the Steve McQueen drove in the Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah. You know, uh, Faye Dunaway drove the Ferrari and Steve McQueen drove the Rolls.
3: Yeah. Wow, and
4: uh, the Rain Man Buick, and let's see, we oh, the classes, great. classes uh, wonderful. Chrysler Airflows and uh, Marmons. We got too many cars on the field again; it just got out of hand. Uh,
3: oh, that's beautiful. Um, any any Brumos cars? Is, uh, yes,
4: of course. We're doing. A, I'm glad you brought that up. We're doing a class of the Brumos race cars. Yeah, got 14 uh, Brumos cars. Now the big deal is, you know, the 1973 car, the 173 Daytona, is supposed to have disappeared or been scrapped. The factory didn't know where it was, and they just said, "Oh, it's scrapped." Well, it seems that it a car bearing that serial number has shown up in uh, Monaco, and it will be at the show. Whoa! So we've got Jack Atkinson, the crew chief, going yep, to be the judge yep. on that. We will find out if it's yeah. the real McGillah.
3: Now, what? It, Jack's got to be retired again, isn't he?
4: Oh yeah, he's living up
3: in the Saluda, South Carolina. Okay, all right. What a nice man! I remember him from when I crewed back in that doing period. hot rods. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Well, of course, every nine eleven made in Jacksonville was a hot rod.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm getting in, over at uh, Flagler Beach with David Glenn getting uh, bumped up a little
3: bit. Ooh, ooh, that's good. Um, you've got a tour this year, I think. Of uh, well, historic...
4: that's uh, that's the deal that's put on by Tim Sutter over at. Uh, yeah, uh, classic uh, sports, or classic motorsports. Right. In, uh, yeah, um, Daytona. Yeah, okay. he he does that.
3: Okay, and uh, no more races at the airport in Fernandina Beach.
4: Oh yeah, that's, this... and, and that's going to grow precipitously. Uh, Steve Earle, who used to run the Monterey Historics, right. stepped in, and they're going to try to make this a medallion race where it has to be an original race car. Whoa, not something made up in the last six months. Wow. And uh he he's hitting that with a vengeance, so it's gonna be a by invitation race and you your car you're gonna to have to be able to document your car ran in period.
2: Do you need uh Weber's last name for the invitation?
4: <laughs> yeah, sure, we yeah. get that thing. To care of. <laughs> yeah. Just bring a real car. Yeah,
3: well I don't own it anymore. It's in it's in Cincinnati.
4: What'd you sell? Uh,
3: uh I had Horse Quek sixty six uh Trans Am Championship. Oh, GTA. I didn't know that.
4: That's a fabulous car. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the one he hid the gasoline
3: in. Uh no, the the one the gasoline was the later one, the seventeen oh, fifties. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one the five. You mean the five gallon tank in the yeah. uh, quarter panel? <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> hey, Smokey ran three foot fuel lines for a while. So it's all in how
4: you interpret the rules. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can tell you stories we did in the Firehawk, but we don't have enough time. Oh
3: no, no. Um, so I guess there's going to be a certain white TR6 there that says 44 yeah, on it. I, I hope so.
4: Okay. Maybe a TR8. Got the engine done last week. You just got to get it together.
3: Wow. All right. That. And uh, are you bringing any of the old geezers that ran these cars?
4: I'm <laughs> free Yep. Well, we, we got. Uh, Two seminars, you know, the, the yep. Jaguar drivers yep. And, yep. <coughs> and Hobbs and Redmond and Tullius and Adams
3: oh, and my.
4: Robinson. Then we got the, the great Japanese performance guys with Pete Brock and John Morton and Tip yeah, Robinson again. He, he plays double duties on yeah. like this. And, um, uh, oh, yeah, we're doing Japanese performance, which will be the first Concord to do that. We've got, um, Looks like we got the Honda that won the 65 Mexican Grand Prix with Richie Ginter. That car oh. has not been shown over.
3: Was that coming from the, the factory?
4: Or and uh, the, the Mazda, the, the first Japanese car to win Le Mans. And we've got uh, the first Japanese car to win Daytona, 24, and the first one to win Sebring. So mm. yeah, it's going to be a good display.
3: Okay. All right. That's what? what
2: uh, when do tickets go on sale? When do people need to start? I think uh, they go
4: on sale December one.
2: Okay, so we're not that far off. Obviously. No, no. <laughs> well, it's March. March, yeah. yeah. Boy, no wonder why. Well, we like
4: to get them out there for Christmas gifts.
3: Yeah, wonderful. Um, military discount. Yep. Good. Senior citizen and under
4: under twelve. Uh, children under twelve free.
3: Okay. All right. And and, and people
2: that knew that knew Moses. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't know. I don't get into a lot of that. <laughs>
3: Well, you have to wonder sometimes. That's great, children. So, if I find somebody that behaves like a twelve-year-old, can I get him for twelve? Now, don't talk about
4: Steve when he's not here. <laughs> yeah. You know that's Well, the you know what—the <laughs> the, the old saying that uh, uh, there's no option to growing old, there is an option to growing up, and I'm I'm living that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I just uh, asked a question were you at Lime Rock in, in September last year or this year I mean
4: this year we weren't first I, year I missed yeah. in about 12 years yeah um, I thought so we we went to uh, I was invited to judge at Blenheim Palace in London and, or oh. north of London and uh, yeah. I, I thought Miss Jane would like that so we, we went over and then we went to uh, Goodwood which was absolutely fabulous best show in the world yes the best, it, it's theater it is I can't say enough great things about going to Goodwood. If it, it, that should be on everybody's bucket list.
3: Yes, and it, and it gets better every year. Um, oh,
4: it was fabulous.
3: So after Amelia, and you're bored. What will you do? Never, Never bored. You, you'll race the triumphs. Uh, and I'll,
4: I'll do a few vintage races okay. right afterwards, and okay. uh, they're gonna have a memorial service for Brock Yates in the first week of April.
3: Ah, uh, in New York. The memorial service will it be in New York? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He he, He was a good friend. He was a great guy. What happened to the uh, Duffy Livingston car?
4: I think that Pam still has that. They sold off a couple of cars, but yeah, I heard that. um, They didn't bring what what they thought was. Yeah, the, the kind of return they wanted on. Them.
3: Okay. Well, I I hope she keeps that. I hope his son gets it then. That because that's
4: that, that's a possibility. That that that. Had, I, I just just got an email from Pam. I hadn't asked her about the cars.
3: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. That's anyway. On a on a much lighter note, then. Uh, you're going to go have fun. In, yeah. Across the pond, and then you're coming back. Wish you the best for the holidays and a wonderful Thanksgiving. You and, too. And, and, uh, you uh, I, and I have to the turkey
4: rod run. Oh,
3: are you? Okay. Oh, yeah, I go uh, every year. Good, good. Down to Daytona. Uh, if you want
4: to catch up with us, we, we, uh, we go to the turkey rod run to about three. We go to Hooters and uh, uh, have our, our chicken wings, and we go to the go-kart track and, and, and hammer <laughs> on each other till they throw us out. <laughs> <laughs> then we go over to Billy's tap room and continue with uh, a couple of beers and watch the parade start. That's, that, that, we've been doing that for years. There's about 15 of us that do it. So oh, good another for you. Another couple, you know, yeah. all, your, all your friends in Orlando show up. And
3: Beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's Car Guys. And this is what Ed David started out in the beginning with the show. He said, you know, the, there isn't a, a, a bad one of us in the bunch. Well, we all seem to find a mutual reason to get along well. I'm headed off to a model show today with... A bunch of old guys that we hang around with here,
4: like scale models or girl yeah, models. No,
3: scale models. Well, <laughs> one of our friends has built some airplanes, scratch built for the Smithsonian. Wow! And uh, Frank's eighty-two now, and God bless him, he's still he's still going. He built. I had a, a diecast uh, metal kit of the Tr three or two that ran at uh, Belgium. Yeah. years and years ago he researched it built it for me and uh, i've got some brianzas that need to be repaired that i'm going to have him look at too
4: but he, oh, he, they're he, terrific mouth. i found one in a saint augustine uh, antique store but did you really ago, uh, cal spider brianza wow did you grab it yeah
3: oh good okay <laughs> yeah. I don't want the great unwashed buying something no, like that. I, I thought
4: you heard wasn't me falling off the melon truck. I hopped on that. like. Well,
2: <laughs> I, on, on that story, we're going to have to put the um, plug in the jug. Plug in the jug for the day. <laughs> well,
4: thanks Bill. for calling, guys. I'm thanks. off to the, the veteran show with a Ford.
3: Enjoy. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank thanks you. To talk
4: to you, Tim. Bye. You too, David.
2: We'll be back next week on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Thanks for tuning in, and stay tuned for the prologue.
0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for
3: listening.